Okay, so you are listening to the local music show. I'm now going to play Freedom is a Verb by Daniel Kahn and the Painted Bird from the 2017 album The Butcher's Share, released on Orienta Musique. And then we are going to see what happens next. Perhaps we will... Um, stay tuned. <laughs> Drones. You can fight a war with loans You can fight a war with gas or cans of paint But don't you realize that the game's compromised If you think that this is something that it ain't We got images of murder that don't manage to disturb An international order that is bordering absurd And no one gets the freedom they were told that they deserve Till they realize that freedom's not a noun It's a verb, it's a verb Freedom is a verb, something never finished, never done. It's something you must make, it's something you must take, it's something you must constantly become. Well, this weekend revolution, it's a radical inclusion. It's a holiday of popular revolt It's the social interaction of inconsequential actions Using faces to replace a silent vote But lower pay and higher rents Another kind of violence The violence of silence and of greed It's the violence of feeling your irrelevance Revealing every way in which you never will be freed It's a verb, it's a verb An action and an urge As fertile as the of a gun and it happens out of need it's a fire and a seed and it's terrible potential has begun So that was just freedom is a verb. Um, 
by Daniel Kahn and the Painted Bird on 2017. I already announced this. Now let's have a little bit of a conversation with Daniel Kahn. Um, And Yeva, I don't know your last name. Lapsker. Yeva Lapsker. Okay. So, um, or do you want to get the conversation started? Um, It's a pleasure. Well, so when was, so the last time you were here was a year ago, right? About? Yeah, we were here a year ago with um, my band, The Painted Bird. Uh, and uh, we played a very small show, but it was really Hamish, as we say in Yiddish. Um, and uh, yeah, next week um, we'll be back in town with um, our good friend Jake Schulmanment, who's a wonderful violinist. And we're going to be playing uh, a more intimate show um, up at the School of Music. Well, that's that's really cool. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I actually have a few um, questions from... So I actually reached out to friends of mine for thoughts and questions. Um, so I have a question from Sarah Feldman. Oh, Sarah Feldman. Yeah. So she says, hi, first of all. Hi, Sarah. And she says... um, Sarah and I were in East Quad together. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I I know her from um, this woman, Yana, put together a play called Wooden Wars Mm. um, about the phenomenon of like wooden Jews sold in contemporary Poland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, They're they're, uh, kind of... (laughs) Good luck charms. <laughs> yeah. So so I met I met her through that and um it was incredible. I think it's out on DVD now, but she says she asks um let's see. She says um asks like why Yiddish specifically? What what drew you initially? What drew, um what drew me initially to Yiddish? So I'm a I'm a as you know, we we heard a song of mine that's just um, like a song that I wrote. You know, I started out in music as a singer-songwriter. Um, and when I was living in New Orleans writing songs, um, I really fell in love with klezmer music, um, just as a music. Uh, and it was a music that I wasn't familiar with, and... Yiddish was a language that I didn't know, even though my grandparents spoke it. Um, And on the recommendation of uh, my good friend Patrick Farrell, who is another local, who was also living in New Orleans at the time, I went to a klezmer music festival uh, workshop, which is in the mountains north of Montreal, called Klez Canada. And I just totally fell in love with the contemporary Yiddish culture scene. I met amazing people and the language itself kind of, um, it grabbed me. It, it caught me. When was that? That was, I mean, that was in 2004 when I went there. Okay. I had I had been into klezmer for a few years at that point. Um, and I was aware of Yiddish as kind of 
sort of a, a substream in the culture in which I was brought up, but it was something that wasn't emphasized. And in 2004, I got to hear singers like Michael Alpert and Adrian Cooper, and it really changed my life. And I got to know folks who were my age, um, like Adrian's daughter, Sarah Gordon, like Michael Winograd, like Jake Shulman Mint. Um, and at the same time, I was deciding to leave this country and move to, um, to Berlin, where I still live and where Yeva and I live, um, where we met. And um, Yiddish has kind of drawn me and on a path that I never expected to be on in life. And eventually I really learned it as a language and I started writing in Yiddish. I started translating Yiddish songs into English and, and then eventually other songs into Yiddish. And um, I found in it a kind of model of cultural identity that is not nationalistic, that is not necessarily um, religious, that is very forward-thinking and progressive and humanistic, yet it's grounded in centuries of tradition in a very dynamic and critical way. And, uh, you know, so it's it's become one of my languages, and it's uh, it's become one of my families. So you would you would consider so you speak Yiddish like fluently you would say these days or um, does anyone say that or I, I <laughs> yeah well there I, I I'm constantly learning Yiddish okay Yiddish is a deeply idiomatic language um, it's very rich and so it's very it's it's impossible to learn Yiddish purely as a language without learning Yiddish culture and history and um, literature and you know it's it. It carries a lot with it. <laughs> um, and so I'm constantly learning. Uh, and, um, uh, yeah, uh, to say that one is a fluent speaker, I, I mean, yes, I can have conversations in Yiddish. Sure. And uh, hopefully as I keep learning, the level of intelligence in that conversation will improve. <laughs> um. I, I have a question from um, Danny Kaplan, who I met at the first show that I saw you at at the Marble Bar oh, okay. a, a year ago, um, before I met him again at the one at Morgan and York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Danny's great. I know Danny. Um, he said he was interested in hearing about how he feels, oh, <laughs> how you feel music can play a role in Jews navigating the current political instability in this world. When so much of this world is, so much of your music is rooted in Jews living in instability in the past and present. Hmm. Well, that's a brilliant question. <laughs> He's quite uh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I would, I think I would have to just generalize to say that Music has a vital role to play in the way that humans navigate their lives and the world around them. Songs themselves, I think, are one of our more durable forms of um, 
of connecting through stories and of telling stories that can cross not only cultural boundaries, class boundaries, linguistic boundaries through translation, but they can also cross the boundaries of generations. We sing a lot of songs that uh, were sung by people whose grandchildren are no longer here. You know, wow. these are these are old stories. Um, they're old songs, and 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 there's something very powerful to encounter stories of people who lived so long ago and who were grappling with some of the same challenges that we grapple with today. Um, these these are, you know, stories of migration, of displacement, of war, of poverty, of struggle, love, joy, alcohol, borscht. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> these are, uh, you know, universal themes, but they're delicious in their specificities. And they... Uh, there, yeah, you know, we could actually. Play, you want to play another song? We could play an old. Let's let's hear a song that's a hundred and thirty years old. Sure. Which one do you want me to play? Let's listen to Arbeit of Freuen. Oh, that's one of my favorite songs. My mom loves that song a lot too. Mom, maybe you're listening.
Okay, we are back um, with Daniel Khan um, and Yeva, and I um, I was going to ask Daniel, well, I'll just talk like as if I'm talking. I don't need to narrate my talking, though I'm doing an either, even further version of that. So that song really, I don't know, I find it really moving, and that's definitely a song I've cried to. Like, that's a very, very... Whew. Yeah. So I remember when I saw you perform it at the shows um, in Michigan last year that there was a discussion that there was a song that it may have been based on and then it got redone, perhaps. Um, what, what was the story? No, okay. Well, that song is called Arbeiter Freuen, Working Women. I'm sorry, I didn't even announce the song. And it's, it's okay. Um, and uh, that. It was written by a great poet um, and button maker named David Edelstadt, and he wrote that song probably in the 1880s. Um, he was an anarchist, socialist, revolutionary poet um, who died in his early 20s, I believe. Um, he lived a lot of his life in New York City. He died actually out in, in um, Denver, uh, because he had tuberculosis. Um, and my wife, Yeva, and I were out there with the band last year, and we visited his grave. Um, dos yeah, dos leipt, she says. Um, he, he really lived in his short years. He left a very thick volume of beloved songs and poems um, that were sung all over the Yiddish-speaking world. Um, he wrote the song In Kampf, which we've also recorded. Um, he wrote Mein Zavoa, my, my Testament. And this song, Zu die Arbeiter Freuen, is one of his most well-known songs. Um, it's much longer than the three Yiddish stanzas that we sing there. Um, and I learned it many years ago from the great and sorely missed singer, researcher, teacher, mother, like force of nature, Adrian Cooper. She was an amazing, amazing human being. And um, she sang that song. Okay, so you learned it from her. I learned it from her, okay. yeah. I mean, it's it's a bit of a standard in the left Yiddish canon, but she really made it her own. And she sang it all over the world. And... In her voice, it was always clearly just unadulterated empowerment. Um, you know, this plea to working women that they should join in the revolutionary struggle and take up the flag of freedom. Um, and there, there was a bit of a tension in it for me in thinking about how to perform that song myself, particularly because the Yiddish itself, when you just read it without hearing Adrian's voice, okay. is somewhat paternalistic. Um, it has a kind of condescension. Uh, oh, like you should join us. Why aren't yeah, you doing well, this? I mean, it, it's really only for the Yiddish speakers who, you know, Arbeiter uh, um, 
was steht ihr von weitem? Was hilft ihr nicht, Boy, in dem Tempel von Freiheit? Like, why, why are you standing to the side? Why, why, why don't you help build the Temple of Freedom? Oh, so the Yiddish you sing in the song is still the original. I do sing the original okay. Yiddish. Because I, I do stand by the, the 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 sort of intention of the Yiddish, and it's beautifully written. But I wanted in my there's also like there are verses that I don't sing that say they hope and get psyched as Mackenzie Fatroy in in bittersten Sturm dem heiligen von. You know that that's it's it's it, which which means uh, they've they it's speaking of the the Russian revolutionary women. And okay. at, who assassinated the czar and who fought for, you know, freedom of the serfs and who, uh, you know, were, were totally bad ass. But they um, – and then it says they have proved that they can be trusted with the holy red flag, you know. <laughs> uh, okay. I which see. I, I like, see. So I wanted to mitigate that a little bit in, in the way that I wrote the translation. Um, and – we just heard the version that we recorded on the album, The Butcher's Share, and the lead there is sung by our dear friend Sarah Gordon. Um, okay. And Sarah, who is amazing and she writes songs and she's an, an incredible teacher and she's one of my dearest friends, she is Adrian Cooper's daughter. Um, and wow. Adrian, okay. we lo- Adrian passed away eight years ago and very young and suddenly and horribly and um so it was a real honor to have sarah sing on our record and she and i love to perform together um she's actually coming to town tomorrow oh uh, wow and she and i and jake are going to be performing this weekend um but not in ann arbor it'll be up north at the earthwork harvest gathering i saw that on the um on your website, yeah. If, if I wasn't sure where that where that was, if anyone has the chance this weekend to make the, it's like a three hour drive up north, um, to join us for the, this is the most amazing festival. Um, I've watched it grow from fifty people, uh, you know, standing on a hay bale, you know, performing for fifty people to now there's a couple of thousand who come to the Earthwork Farm in Lake City. And it's just one of the most amazing families of of creative people and amazing people that I've ever known. So how long has this been going on? It's been going on for, I think this is probably the the 19th or 20th. It started in 2001. And um, Hmm. it's the one thing that I do every year. I always make sure to be back home in Michigan the third weekend in September. So that is why you're in Michigan? Um, It's one of the reasons, yeah. Wow. And... and, um, so we'll be performing there on Saturday night. It goes three nights. Um, we'll be in the barn. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful time. So Sarah and Jake and Yeva are here in town with me. And um, Sarah recorded that with us a couple of years ago. And when I brought my translation to her, I really wanted her to kind of approve it. Um that I duly mitigated the the kind of um, mansplaining that goes on in the, the revolutionary mansplaining of the 19th century uh, that was in the, the original. Well, I think you did a great job. Um, I'm not a Yiddish speaker, so I didn't, I thought maybe there was 
more than one version, but I guess so. It's so the Yiddish version is the original version, and then you have like yeah. you have your inter- in- interpretation. Well, there are three Yiddish verses that we sing, and I think there are three English stanzas or four English stanzas that I sing. Um, and I even sing them now live differently than I recorded them there. I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, you know, these things evolve and they change. I'm excited I to think. hear that. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, yeah. Well, in this version, I have the word Arbeiterinnen, which is a, a German word for female worker. Um, oh. That in my version rhymes with women. Arbeiterinnen. <laughs> uh, Oh, I see. But then, yeah, when I sing it in America, I don't sing the German, I guess. Okay, okay. Um, Well, um, let's see. Maybe I could play Sandy's question. Sure. Um, Socia Fox, Sandy Fox, she is a woman who runs um, a Yiddish language feminist podcast called Weberteich? Weberteich. Weberteich. I don't know how to pronounce anything. She actually once interviewed me and Sarah Gordon in Yiddish, and it was really fun. Ah, that's so cool. Okay, I'm going to make this happen. Uh, Sorry, I'm doing this uh, voice memo thing. I'm just walking around, so it's hard to type. I think it'd be great to ask him questions about, like, how does he actually, uh, you know, source his songs, come up with lyrics, what the challenges are for him as, like, a non-native speaker, um, and he's a very creative l- lyrics writer. I mean, as a Yiddishist, it's it's really quite amazing what he does with the language, and especially to see how he does the English and the Yiddish so well. And they're not direct translations of each other, but they capture the same essence. So I think asking questions about how he kind of does that, how he how he molds both languages to work with each other without being direct translations, those sorts of things would be interesting. Um, I'll think on it. Uh, if I don't get back to you with more. You can bug me in a couple days or something, but I'll, I'll think about it tonight and tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you, Socia Fox, remotely. That's amazing. Um, well, uh, um, what, well, what Socia is talking about is, is really like my, my total geek passion, which is like, which is lyrical translation. It's lyrical translation. It's, um, Tradaptation. Uh, what, what is that? Well, adaptation, oh, translation. I love it. Okay. Um, what What she said about essence is really, I think, uh, a good a good word. Uh, you're translating the essence of something rather than the content. Uh, my first engagement with with Yiddish was translating songs into a kind of singable English. And I just tried to engage all of my instincts as a songwriter to make a good song in English that expresses the same thing that the original song does. And in terms of sourcing, I mean, the songs find you wherever they can. Uh, you, I, I, you know, our house is full of old songbooks and po- poetry books and our lives are as full as possible with people who spread songs around. Um, you know, knowing people like Adrian and like Michael Alpert and, and, uh, you know, they, they bring songs into our lives. And so, I mean, like I said, Arbeta Freund came from, from Adrian. Uh, and 
you, you just know what you're looking for, and then it finds you. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Um, so is actually now 10 o'clock, so I could just play... 99%. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and play. Unedited. We're going to get an unedited version here. Um, and then we will, after that, um, so I'm going to play the song uh, 99% or, oh, you should say it. Nine and Nine Sick. Na- nine and Nine Sick from yeah. D- Daniel Kahn's most recent album. Daniel Kahn and the Painted Birds' most recent album that we're listening to. Um which is the butcher's share. Um, I should say this song is by Joshua Letsky, who is a wonderful Yiddish songwriter. He wrote the Yiddish and um, uh, it's, it's an incredible song. And then I, I translated it into English and figured out a way to sing both languages in the arrangement. It's incredible. This is like, Whenever I'm listening to this song, uh, there's been times when I've been listening to it really loud and like you'll hit that Allah and I'll just be like (laughs) overcome with emotion. (laughs) So I'm going to play that. And then after that, we will have um, some songs that you will be performing for us live. Yeah, I'll take it down a notch and play a few, few late night, more mellow tunes. Yeah. Okay. And then maybe after that we'll talk some more or we'll we'll see we'll 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 play it by ear. Um okay, so this is um ninety-nine percent. Nine and nine sick. <laughs> Rich are parasites and you say they are a curse But as soon as you get yourself a little money in your purse You're worse Mit unser Reus verstört Weil Aschiris ist der neuer Gott Schreiben Zeitungen rum die Themes Wie ich kenn das heutzutage noch sein Eures Land verstehen mir die Memes Als Aschiris ist ein falscher Wein my little phony thing is beautiful See how fast it captures simply everything Just gather 99 good friends Take from them the best they have to offer Let them eat the leavings of your meal 
coffers Scraping heaven with your glass and steel They say you are a dirty bum Who takes without restraint Just make a little donation And they'll say you are a saint A saint It's better than my shit It's all mine and mine's a fine And so I say the shit's the beste by Daniel Kahn and the Painted Bird. And now we are going to have an in-studio performance by Daniel Kahn. Oh. (laughs) All right. So um, I'm going to play... An old song by Hirsch Glick, who is, um, who was a partisan and a poet from the city of Vilna in Lithuania. 
and he wrote this song, I think in 1942, um, for his comrade Vitka, and it's, um, it's a kind of an Antifa love song. <laughs> she was a partisan in the woods, and uh, she would go out to the woods and blow up Nazi transports. <laughs> Valla Royske Kr. 
Still die Nacht ist euch gesternt. Um, we recorded it also on uh, the Butcher's Share under the name Silent Stars. Um, and uh, yeah, it was written by Hirsch Glick, and I, I wrote the English. Um, I think I'll play something kind of new. This is uh, a song that I recently translated and set to music. It's actually, it wasn't a song, it was a poem. Um, uh, I got an email uh, recommending that I look at this poem and possibly find a way to sing it. Um, and so I, I did and kind of stuck in my head. This is a, a poem that was written after World War II by a great poet named um, Aaron Seitlin. He was a, a satirist and um, a visionary and a playwright um, and a brilliant, brilliant poet. And um, it's a very short poem. It's called Zex Shuris, which means um, six lines. So it's only six lines long. And uh, I'll sing the English as well, so I guess that makes it 12. <laughs> um. Submitting 
das hoffnungslos auf der Erde schein. Göttlich ist nur das, was muss vergehen, nur ach neu ist mir And uh, I guess I'll play one more song and then I'll get out of this this uh, little studio here. <laughs> um, there's a song that I'd like to play. For... Uh, from my wife who's in the other room Yeva this is a song by um, Bulata Kujava who was a great uh, Russian well Soviet uh, guitar bard poet writer and um, this is the first one of his songs that I ever made an English version of it's called uh the prayer of the prayer of François Villon, Malitva. And uh, this is a, a song that's on a record that is coming out very soon on the Oriental label. And uh, I hope to be coming to the States next year with the guitarist who I recorded this with. Um, but here's the song. It's called Molitva. The record's called Bulat Blues. Let me tune that a little bit there. Um, the, uh, the record was something that I've been working on for several years, actually. And uh, it's... It's finally ready. Just got it in the mail today. As long as the world keeps turning, Lord, as long as the sun shines bright, give each according to their need, each who dwell in thy sight. A mind unto the wise one, unto the craven a steed. Give gold to those in fortune, but leave me not in my need. As long as the world keeps turning, O oh Lord, the power be thine. So let those who only thirst for might. Drink their fill of power like wine Give working people time to rest Let Cain bemoan his deed But before the evening sun does set Oh, leave me not in my need I know thou doest as thou 
I know that wisdom is true As the slaughtered soldier knows He lies up in the heavenly blue As every open ear does know Thy silent word is true As we all do know our faith in Thee Though we know not what we do Father, King, O oh Lord of mine, with your shining emerald eyes, as long as the world keeps turning and grows old but never grows wise, as long as there's time to spend and fire enough to burn, give some to each within thy sight, but leave in my turn Даже ты всем